if you previously already heard this podcast, I'm your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan, or you could call me Anime. I really don't care. And I'm going to tell you some of the things we have talked about on this podcast. So let's check it out and see all the interesting things we've talked about. I talk about movies, TV shows, books, games, Game Informer, Pinocchio, Warriors of Legend, Unauthorized Book, Nine, Firestarter, A Soft Guide to Taking It Easy, Vampire Kisses Books, Lucia Ball, The Wizard of Oz, Sejo B, The Great Battles in History, some of these are older, Zombies 3, Witches, Diana, Her Life and Legacy, Pirates, Zombies, Titanic, Tuesday, Norway, One on One, Mysterious Places, Movies, Buzz Lightyear, Melissa and Joey, Avatar The Last Airbender, The Promise, Memorial Day, Senior Year, Godzilla, Funny, Mashup, Ripley's Believe It or Not, For the Love of a Child, Anastasia, Asia and More, Mary Vincent, The J-Team, Shirley Jackson, Family Trees, Greek Mythology and Lesson, Electric Chair, The Brady Kids, The Brady Bunch, The Brady Brunch Goes to Hawaii, The Dark Side of the Brady Bunch, Growing Up Brady, The Lottery, Turner and Pooch, Night Squad, Hillsong, Almost Christmas Movie, We Have Always Lived in a Castle Book, Love That Book, The Other Kingdom, The Warren Files, A Witch's Ball, Evil Thing, A Tell of That Deville Woman, Two Hot Take Show Review, Turning Red, Team Titans Raven, Unsolved Mysteries, Charmed, Buzzfeed Unsolved, Kids Nation, Black Widow, Fired Up, The Movie, The Good Place, St. Patrick, Chicago Tribunal Murders, Awkward, Ukraine, Ghost Whispered, The Bride He Bought Online, Archie and Katie Keene, Archie's Weird Mystery, Seven Heaven. Charlie's Sturkenweather, Mummy is a Murder Chill, Abandoned Empress, Hot and Cleveland, Scorpion TV Series, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Different Strokes, Return to Amish and Escaping Polygamy, and we have so much more. I will be talking about movies. TV shows, books, games, what do you think I'm trying to say? And movies, TV shows, books, games, animation. I guess that is all of them. I hope you all enjoyed. And
hopefully you'll have a great and wonderful experience. And these will be uploaded Monday through Thursday. that I can barely read English. My Spanish is so hard. At best, you know, so-so, not great. I see it. Like, eh. Can also be put into a taco. Sometimes a taco is made with salsa or spicy sauce. Tacos are popular in the United States. Many fresh food chains in the United States, such as Taco Bell, Del Taco, and Jack and Box Del Taco. I like tacos, but I make them vegetarian, which is actually not that hard, which is super weird, because usually vegan tacos hard, not this one. 25 facts about tacos for kids. Why are tacos so special? Why do Americans love tacos? What makes them worth trying? One is the National Taco Day. You will learn all about tacos in these 25 fun facts about tacos for kids. Unless you're one of the many more kids in the world who simply adore tacos, then there is a reasonable possibility that you already know one thing about these traditional foods from Mexico. They are mouth-worryingly delicious. Tacos are typically and traditionally dished in Mexico, a tortilla is rolled or wrapped around a filling, and then the pinch, finished product is called a burrito. Oh, if you pinch it, there's a burrito version, which is good, too. We could talk burritos about it another day. I have different ways I do tacos versus burritos. Those who had it regularly received the nutrition and energy need to carry out the daily activities, making a staple meal. That's why some people go Taco Tuesday. Tacos are delicious. Okay, people consume 4.5 billion tacos annually in the United States, as reported on nationaltacoday.com. Not only do Americans enjoy tacos, but they also frequently visit Taco Bell restaurants. When talking about Taco Bell, we should mention that the brand began in 1954 as just a burger shop. 
because they were located in a primary Hispanic area, they eventually began selling our tacos. We can also translate the term light lunch as slug or wad. There are other possible translations such as slug, P-L-U-G, but light lunch is the most common one. Lamb, shurvan, shurvan. L-A-M-B. S-H-A-W-A-R-M-A came into Mexico by Leah Spanish immigrants in the year 1905, which is when they introduced tacos for the first time in the country. They were the first people in the city to operate their own food stamp, and the rest is old history. Wow, that's actually so interesting. I did not know this stuff. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break, sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a... Susanna, May O'Hagan. If I'm a little too loud, let's turn this down just a little. Is that better? That better. Okay, today we also gonna talk about Punky Brewster. That's right. Punky, the TV show. Punky is a American sitcom television series about a young girl being raised by a foster parent. The show ran on NBC from September 16, 1984 to March 9, 1986. And again in Synchronition from October 30, 1987 to May 20, 1988. 
Punky Brewster spawned an animated series off. It's Punky Brewster, the series featured the original cast voicing their respective characters. The cartoon was produced by Ruby Spear and aired on NBC from September 14, 1985 to December 6, 1986 in 2020. NBC confirmed a 10-episode revival to air on its Peacock streaming service. Fry returned as the original cast member Sherry Johnson, the reveal premiered on February 25th, 2021. Penelope Punky Brewster is a warm, funny, and bright child. Her father worked out, walked out on her family. Then her mother abandoned her at a Chicago shopping center when they were shopping for groceries, leaving Punky. leaving Punky alone with her dog, Brandon. Afterwards, Punky discovered a vacant apartment in a local building. The building is managed by Henry Warmont, an elder widow photographer with a gross, grouchy streak. Punky hits it off with young Sherry Johnson, who lives in Henry's building with her grandmother, Betty. Betty works as a registered nurse at Cook County Hospital. Henry discovers Punky in the apart- empty apartment across from him. The relationship between the two blossomed, despite red tape from social work Randy Mitchell, who ultimately relies to Henry's side. The state forces Punky to stay at Finster Hall, an emergency shelter for orphan and abandoned children, until the day in court. The court approves Henry wished to become Punky's foster father. Henry legally adopts her in the second season. Yay! I was so happy to find out he actually adopted her. I was like, did he adopt her? What happened? I want to know. So I skipped and found out. And I was like, yes. But I got to that part last night. But I was getting to the part right before, and then I fell asleep, so I'll have to finish the whole thing. But yay! I'm so happy about that. Punky's other friends are Geeky Allen Anderson, a spoiled rich girl named Margot Kramer. During the NBC run, Punky's teachers were regularly seen in the first season, cheerful Mrs. Martin, and in the second season, hip Mike Felton. I hope Mike stays. I really do. And I don't know if he does, but I loved him. He was so cool. And the character was so great. And for the time period, I was like, dang, this show is actually progressive. Good for it. And I loved Mike. Like, he reminded me of Mr. Feeney. I was like, dang, he reminds me of Mr. Feeney in a good way. Like, I was like, yeah, okay. Can I get more of him? Could there be a show about him? Like, that would be cool. I wonder if they could do, like... I don't know if he's still around or if they could do, like, you know, another version of him. But he was really cool. Like, I loved him in the show. And watch him not be in the rest of the season and me start to cry because he was so cool. Okay. Mike formed a close relationship with Punky and her friends and was also portrayed as a social 
poor son of sorts. Fun fact, they did a project about, you know, family trees. Well, him and Punky both didn't, he was a foster child, she was a foster child. So I think they kind of, he didn't know his mom and he grew up fostered and she grew up fostered and I think that made their bond even stronger. I was like, if Henry couldn't adopt her, could Mike adopt her? Because those two are like the best people in her lives. And if they couldn't adopt her, then of course I would want Betty, you know, Sherry's mom. Is it Sherry or Cherry? I'm very bad with names. Okay, season one, 1984 to 1985. During the first season, oh boy, Margot's socialite's mother appeared on a recurring basis as did Nookie Okuki Man, Eddie Marvin. Eddie disappeared after the first several episodes. Beginning in 1984, NBC aired the sitcom on Sundays because the show had many young viewers and was scheduled after football games, which tend to run long. Still do. Six 15-minute episodes were produced. It was done rather than joining a full-length episode in progress uh, so as not to disappoint children watching the program. I was wondering why they did it like that. Well, that explains that. They did because of the football game and because they had... Okay, that makes more sense. I was like, why are some of these episodes in house and then the rest aren't? Yeah, that makes sense now. Season 2, 1985 to 1986. The second season, February 2nd, 1986, episode introduced the first installment of a five-party storyline. In the first part episode, Changes, Henry Downtown Photography Studio was destroyed in a fire. I was so upset about that. I was like, what? No. Why? Why would you do that? I was getting annoyed. I was like, they just got on a good basis. They were slowly, and I was just so mad. I was like, no. And who knows how hard he worked for it. I was so, like, frustrated. I almost cried. I was like, seriously? Like, photography's hard enough. And then all that paper and nothing was left. Like, I was so mad. I'm like, I know this is an old show, but really? Did you have to do that? Uh -huh. And for a time, he seemingly would not be able to recover from the aftermath and resumes his career. As a result of his stress, Henry ended up hospitalized for a bleeding ulcer. During that time, I was even upset about that. Seriously, you gave Henry a bleeding ulcer knowing he has Punky and how strict they are about foster children? I was annoyed. But it made a good TV, I bet. Like, that was some good, like, you got me all mad and upset and worried. And I'm like, yeah, this is some good TV here. Y'all really got me there. For Punky to stay with them until Henry recovers, everyone's stability was halted. What? Okay. Bureaucratic social worker Sims P. Shillings. Ick, I did not like his character. He played a good job of playing an awful character. Like, when you know you hate the character that much, you're like, they played a good job, like, playing, like, this bad character that, like, you just are like, ugh, no. And then you're like, ooh, I don't like this person. And then you're like, I don't like the character. And it's like, 
mm, dad, you played a good trick because guess what? I don't like you now. It's like really getting people to think they don't like the person. Showed up, found out about Henry's condition, and deemed the worst. He found Betty unsuitable to care for Punky because Punky would not have her own room. That's usually okay. Not every kid has their own room. I didn't have my own room growing up. I shared with my sister. My brother shared with three each other. Three people in one room. And couples share a room. A little confused on that part, but okay. And she wasn't going to permanently live there. So that's kind of annoying. It's like, uh, you two realize she doesn't permanently live there. She's visiting. And you're making this one bad assumption about a man who has cared for this child. Kind of annoying, but I digress. Okay, Punky would not have her own room. Chilling also felt that Henry was unfit to be Punky's, Punky's legal guardian. But in fact, her real name is Penelope. But she doesn't like being called Penelope. In the long term, due to his health, age, and uncertain financial future, Chillings made Punky a ward of the state yet again, and she returned to Fenster Hall. Okay, this child had two people willing to take her and you put her back in the system? Yeah, no, dude. You have issues to work on. Because from what I understand, there's a lot of children in the system, and people would be grateful to have people to help the kids. Like, these are adults who have jobs and apartments, and they're, like, they're good people. They just... One, like, issue that you had is the fact that she couldn't have a room to herself. And I'm like, couples don't have a room to themselves. They usually share, depending on the situation, but okay. Oh, I just can't stand this guy. Punky efforts to escape from Finsterhar included a trick pulled by Margot, by Margress, in which she dresses up and pretends to be Punky. They did look like it was kind of interesting. I was surprised how much they looked alike. But almost everyone but the new guy knew. And I was like, that is so funny. I was like... <laughs> I was surprised. So, oh, okay, you're the only one who doesn't know. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Despite advocating for Mike Felton, Chilling's place Punky with a new foster family. Yet, see, even Mike was willing to take her. And yet, he pulled her from three willing adults who were willing to take her and help her until the guy she wants to be with, who she has a connection with, until he got better. But yet, he decides to give her to a couple that mm -mm, would not have fit. Thanks to Margot, who should have kept her mouth shut. He's giving her a personality quiz. And he tried to put Punky with, like, really fancy people. And I'm like, Punky doesn't like fancy. Water girl, what did you do? <laughs> like, just, you just shake your head and go, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and also, how did he not tell the voices were different is beyond me. I mean, they did make good doubles, but yeah, they were not exactly twins who could pull it off, like, to the core. So, I was a little annoyed. I was just like, eh, this dude. Ugh, like, he also was like, oh, I need to make a name for myself because I'm new. And I'm like, 
Yeah, okay. Some facts about pandas. The bamboo bear. It was once thought that the giant panda might be related to the raccoon. However, scientists have since proven that it is a member of the bear family. The giant panda is officially classed as a carnivore, meat eater, though its diet is more likely that of an omnivore, plant eater. The vast variety of a giant panda's diet consists of bamboo due to an effective dissative system. They need to eat large qualities to get the nutrients they need. A giant panda can spend 14 hours a day eating and will typically eat 11 to 18 kg in one day. 99% of this bamboo. But they will also eat fish, eggs, and small animals if the opportunity arises. In the wild, giant pandas are territorial and generally solitary animals. Well, let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a decides to put punky with fancy people which I still don't get she just okay do, 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 do. punky with a new foster family the fabulous wealthy Jules and Tiffany Buckworth seriously Jules and Tiffany Buckworth most fanciest names I could think of thanks the later of whom did not take kindly at all Punky's working-class playfulness. Things gradually returned to normal. Henry, back on his feet following surgery, opened up a glitzy new studio at the local mall. In the process, he reunited with Punky. At the conclusion of the story arc, Henry officially adopted Punky. Hooray! We are so happy. I'm super happy about that. <laughs> the final episode of this second season was notably first started on the very recent real-life space shuttle challenge disaster. Oh no. I don't have a do-do-do. I have a awkward button. I heard about this. Mm this was a real thing that happened back in the day and maybe I'll actually talk about it on my other podcast where it's more about that type of stuff but on here I don't really talk about that I talk more about entertainment 
You can check out my other podcast where I talk more about like true crime, disaster, uh, moons, pus, hocus pocus, um, WWE stuff. I have like a couple of podcasts that I do. They're all different things though. Trust me. Okay. Punky and her classmates watched the live coverage of the shuttle launch in Mike Belton's class. After the accident occurred, Punky is traumatized. Her dream of becoming an astronaut are crushed. Her teacher, Mike, then brings over former NASA astronaut Buzz Alton. (laughs) There's one reason I'm laughing, because Buzz Alton is literally... Buzz Lightyear. That's where they got it from. And I know because I really like Buzz Lightyear. I've watched even the TV show. And yes, there is a TV show. And I think I've talked about it on here a couple times. To visit Punky. Okay. Syndication, 1989 to 1988. After two seasons, NBC saw that Punky, Brewster, and its principal Sunday night staplement the four-year-old Silver Spoons could not compete as strongly as they hoped against CBS. German 60 Minutes. Ah, 60 Minutes. Yeah, I know that show, and I've seen clips, and I think it's even on Hulu, maybe? And canceled both programs. Like many cult favorite sitcoms of the time, Punky Booster was revived for Secondation, hang on. Okay. I want to say spinoff, as was Silver Spoons. Production on Punky went undelayed, and its third season began shooting. Or maybe it's just more seasons, I don't really know. On schedule, while the show was in production throughout the 1986 and 87 season, it did not return to the air via Synchronization until October 30th, 1987, beginning on that premiere day. Punky was packaged such that new episodes would air every weekend, usually late in the afternoon, on independent stations. The entire third season, 1986 to 87, aired in five days a week format through December 7th, 1987 by the S-Y-N-D-I-C-A-T-E-D ran, the storyline had clearly started to mature. Many more of Punky and Cherry's friends were seen, although most only made a handful of guest appearances each with Margot. The way it's spelled does not sound the way it is in my head. M-A-R-G-A-U-X. But the color Margot in the show, so I'm not really sure, became their comic fill and source of friction. Margot Brassics? I don't know. The color Margot. Early in the third season, Alan moved away to Kansas with his mother following his parents' divorce. As Punky herself neared junior high, her advantage grade day golo and multicolor attire along with her pigtails 
so do into more traditional teenage style of the time. Teenage style, different time periods, different things. And her decoloration of a rekindle of punky power gave way to the realization that intelligence, common sense, and a strong will can get one out of many problems. Most of her dalliance with boys entered the story with the one she chased and those that tried to pursue her. Punky spunk and very attitude toward life did remain. Though thanks in part to sunshine brought in by the most important man in her life, her adoptive dad. I love hearing that. That makes me so happy. That makes me go... I don't have an all button. <laughs> Henry's photography school, I cannot continue to see much more success, so much that by the end of the third season, he received an offer from the management of Glossies, a photo studio franchise for a $1,000 buyout of warm months which also included the offer of Henry becoming manager of the Glossy location. Henry accepted, but soon found that his creativity and business style were not being appreciated by his new employers. He quit Glossy's, but then decided to give in to Punky and Cherry's dream to run their own teenage hangout, Schlossberger establishment, and intervive into another mall property. In Oh, invested. <laughs> Took me a minute. Invested into another mall property, which ended up being splashed with as much color and originality as Punky's bedroom. All involved, which even included Betty and Margot, unanimously decided on considering it Punky's place. And <sighs> And to season four, much of the action continued to take place at the mall, with Henry Punky and her friends' efforts to keep their new restaurant afloat and the teen managed teenage misadventures which passed through at Punky's place from December 10th, 1987 through April 24th, a weekday Punky, oh, April 24th, 1988. Reruns from the third season aired in the weekday Punky Booster synchronization package on April 27th, 1988. New episodes resumed for the fourth season. I have not gotten to the fourth season yet, so I'm a little excited because I haven't, I don't think I've seen Punky Booster all the way through. I think I've seen clips on it that I could find and like remember seeing the clips and that's about it. Okay. Do, 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 and ran every weekday from a month until the series finally aired on May 20th, 1988. The final episode, Wedding Bells for Brandon. Aww, the doggy's still there, which is so cute. He's getting married. I love doggies and animals. You can check out my kids' podcast, Gummy Bear Podcast Land, on Spotify to hear me talk about animals and other educational facts. Last week, we talked about tacos. Yes. Tacos. That's exactly right. 
feature Brandon falling in love with Brenda, a golden retriever that belonged to one of Henry and Punky's neighbors. The Roman romance climbing into a wedding ceremony in the country yard, which was attended mostly by other neighborhood canines all. According to Cherry Johnson, Wedding Bells for Brandon was not intended to be the series finale. That particular episode came along in the midst of the 1988 Writers Guild of American Strike. Uh, I heard a lot of things got, what's the word I'm looking for, taken away because of it. Yep, that's exactly the words. That sounds so cute, but a little frustrating. And yeah, the whole thing sounded pretty bad because the writers weren't making it up, but at the same time, shows were being canceled because of it. it was the whole thing. But I digress. Okay, Revival 2021. Okay, I don't have HBO, Max, or Peacock. We have Netflix, Hulu, Paramount, Bios, Discovery. Amazon Prime things that you can buy, and I think that's it. So I don't have HBO Max or Peacock or certain things. I have Roku because it was built into the TV in my bedroom, which is what I'm watching Punky on. In June 2019, UPS announced plans for a new Punky Brewster series starring Solie Moonfry. My stepdad told me that in French it means sun, so her name literally is Sun Moonfry. Which is kind of cute and kind of interesting. Soli. Soli? Solia. S-O-L-E-I-L. If I'm not pronouncing right, I'm sorry. I'll have to re-figure it out. But it was so pretty. Soli? I mean, Sun Moon, right? That is such a pretty name. The series revisited Punky as a single mother of three, trying to get her life back on track when she meets a young girl who reminds her a lot of her younger self. The series also features Sherry Johnson. Woo, 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 girl, yeah, you're back. I'm glad they added you. Woo, woo. Okay. Mary. 
returning to the role named after her as well as Freddie Prince Jr. as Punky's ex-husband in early 2020, NBC confirmed the revival consisting of a 10-episode ep first season that will air on its new streaming Peacock network. One of the ones I don't have, of course. The revival premiered on February 25th, 2020. In August 21, the series was canceled after one season. Yeah, that's the only problem with putting, like, there's so many streaming services now that it's hard to put anything out because people are like, oh, I have this one, this one, and this one, and this one. What do I need another one for? The only way some people would even get more is if, like, a streaming service, like, offered you to, like, be like, hey, want to be partners? You can review our shows and then talk about it on your platform. That's the only way I think I'd be able to get, like, HBO Max or Peacock. Unless they had, like, a free thing for, like, a couple years or a year. Like, it would be, or built into, like, a TV or something. Like, it's, there's so many now. <laughs> there's a whole another conversation that I want to have where, like, when I grew up, we had cable, but then we couldn't afford cable, and then Comcast came into play. And so we could only afford, like, one, like, normal TV because cable wasn't there, so, like, whatever TV shows we could find on the TV that we got out of the trash can. Okay, see, this is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> it only had like certain channels after uh, cable wasn't as, where you didn't need a box, it was a whole thing. Where after that, like, I could only watch like DVDs because the only TV in the house was the one in my parents' living room and when they were home, they would only pick what they wanted. So we either watched what we could watch when no one else was home. And you got to, here's the thing. I had five, there's five kids, which that includes me. So there's four other people, four other kids, two adults, then my uncle for a while, and then a few other people. And I'm like, yeah. So I have a lot of DVDs from, because all I could watch was DVDs. And I missed out on certain TV shows because of it. But now that I have TV again, I'm grateful. But I digress. Let's just get back to the whole Punky Brewster. By the way, I give this show about a nine. Uh, I give it a ten. So far, I have liked the episodes. It has been interesting. It has diverse cast. Sherry, Mike, and her. Um grandmother or black characters there's white characters there's characters who are disabled like they really did try to put everything in the kitchen sink in and make it work they really did and it was very interesting to see at that time period what they were doing because i know my stepdad was like yeah for like a show in that time period it was pretty progressive and i'm like oh cool because i wasn't sure because i grew up with pretty much Shows that were progressive, but not family members, so, like, I couldn't watch certain shows. Which is why I'm excited to finally watch shows that I wasn't allowed to, just because the people didn't like the characters. Like, Family Matters. If I watched it, they would get mad. Raven's home. Raven. That's a raven. They'd get mad. The only one that didn't get mad at the time was Cosby. And we all know how that turned out. Hi. Bye, digress. Let's get back to it. <clears throat> trying to get myself back to focus. 
Punky Booster revival finally reveals what happened to mom who abandoned her. Thank gosh, because I was wondering this. And I'm like, like, why did her mom just abandon her out of nowhere? The dad walks out. Sadly, that's a thing. But like, even if moms walk out, they explain it in the show. And this one, it did. And I was like, why aren't you telling me? Why did she just leave her at the grocery store? Why leave her at a grocery store? Why did she? Like, I was just so lost. But that kid was really smart. She knew how to take care of herself. She found herself an apartment to go to. And didn't get caught for almost like a month or two. Because I remember them saying, there's been someone living in there for a couple months now. Like, I think they said, I'm like, that girl's smart. That's also why I didn't like the shoplifting episode. Because Punky, in the actual... I want to say it's the intro song where she literally is like, hey, I will carry your bags if you give me like 25 cents or some money so I can go get food. And the shopping going up was so, just made me so mad because I'm like, that's not what Punky is that type of person. She never does stuff like that. Like even like when she was living in an empty apartment with just her and the dog, she would do small jobs to get some money to save up for food. Like, I was so mad at that episode. Find out why Punky was left in a grocery store parking lot. Whoa. When she was just seven. Okay, she was seven. I was trying to figure out the age. It took me a while because I was short and she seemed kind of like not as tall. I was like, because my daughter, I have my own daughter. She is very tall. When she was like, like she is really pretty tall for a child. And I was like, yeah, to me I was short, so it was kind of weird. So I was trying to figure out the age, because sometimes the height does not help the age. Or not the hard way. Okay. Peacock's Punky Booster Revival answered one question that's been bugging fans of the original series for 33 years. Holy cow. What am I supposed to do? Yell? That, that's crazy. That was 33 years. Ooh, good thing I didn't have to wait 33 years. I think I would have passed out. Because I was already asking questions. Like, I've seen clips, like I said, but not like the full series in the entirety. I've seen clips of what I could find back on YouTube in the day when shoes and happy tree friends were like the huge thing. I could find like clips of certain things that you could not find now. And I didn't have the best computer because I was poor and got a really crappy computer in the time period. It, it was a whole thing. I digress again. What happened to the mom? Because I don't know how to pronounce the whole thing. Okay, I will be right back. I'm so sorry. Let's continue. The original series revealed around a seven-year-old orphan who was found squatting in a Chicago apartment building with her dog, Brandon, after her mother abandoned her in a grocery store parking lot. She eventually moved into a, moved in with foster dad, Henry, who lived in a building she was hiding out in, made friends, and lived a relatively, relatively happy life. But her mom's whereabouts or motives for leaving her daughter high and dry were never disclosed 
And the show's four-season run. That is a little weird. <laughs> Just a little. Okay. Thankfully. And now we're all winded down. I hope you all enjoyed my podcast about movies, TV shows, books, and games. And I hope you all have a great and wonderful week and weekend. If you want to hear more of me, I do have other podcasts as well on ACAST, so you can check those out. And I also have a kids' podcast as well called Gummy Bears Podcast Land. That if you want to hear more of me during the weekend, you can. But I hope you all have a great, wonderful week, and I hope you all enjoy this. And I just tell you my opinion, facts about the show, hopefully. We could agree to disagree, or you could give me your opinion, I could take it into consideration, you could take mine into consideration. And I really do enjoy doing this, you guys are my fans, and I love you, and you guys are so wonderful social butterflies, and you're so generally a great and wonderful butterfly gem. I hope you all have a great and wonderful sloppy day. And. Don't forget to check out my other stuff. I do have a YouTube channel as well, which is named Which is named I just the Susanna May O'Hagan Sweetie M Uniquely Sloths. And that will be a little bit of facts. Um salts only go to the bathroom once a week on the ground. That is it. Just a fun fact, a little bit about sloths that I thought you might enjoy. Okay, over and out. Bye for now. Love my uniquely gem butterflies. Fly off and enjoy. Bye for now.